Welcome to the latest edition of the We Are Sailing podcast. I'm joined by Chief Executive John Croup. We also have Phil Kirk and uh, Ashley Kirk. So uh, welcome, gents. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Nick. How are you doing? So we're going to be uh, talking about recent developments uh, at the club and, of course, the club accounts. The latest accounts have uh, gone out and we're going to be talking about those as well as uh, the new investment going into the club. So perhaps, gents, if you could uh, introduce yourself. So Phil... Obviously, it just gives a, a brief background to your connection with the Spyrites. You can laugh at Nick saying brief, he's met me, uh, and I can go on a bit. Thanks, Nick. Um, born in Chesterfield, 1966, uh, been a, a supporter of the, of the club a long time. Put my money in with uh, CFSS on the on on the plaque with Mr. Cruz and a few of the other culprits for for buying shares. Where the first time the club got rescued, I think I'm membership number three five seven two, which I remember as a handy pin. Don't try it, anybody, but it's one of my <laughs> one of my one of my favourite one of my favourite numbers. Uh, by trade, um, I'm a chartered accountant but uh, I left that world a while ago went into the oil business um, worked through a couple of companies then set up my own sold that in 2006 at the time then I got my dad to promise he'd shoot me if I ever bought a football club and there was only one I'd ever buy and that he's still alive so that probably still stands Uh, carried on working and uh, founded a company called Chriso which uh, we did three or four deals, merged uh, and took over a company called Premier, became Harbour, and I left that company that I'd founded in February last year. And I think, as, as the team here knows, the first thing I did when I left and was able to invest in other companies was ring up Mr Phantom and talk to Mr Crute and uh, promised to put some money into Chesterfield, which was about a year ago, and here are we, here are we, we are now. And Ashley, uh, same question too, if you can uh, just give us a brief yeah. uh, background I, to you. I arrived on the scene and disrupted Phil's life a, a year and a bit after he was born. And I lived in Chesterfield all my life, give or take a few years away. University, um, school at Highfield Hall, went to Manor, Chesterfield School. Um, and yeah, I, I live in Ashgate, set up a business here when I was very young, 1991 with a... Um, business partner of mine we dealt with uh, recruitment that went very well I had 30 years of good fun um we had we had an office for the last 15 years in Dunstan in fact two offices actually um we had other offices around the UK and other parts of the world but I also managed to sell my business and um retire supposedly in uh, 30th of January last year before my uh, my brother persuaded me to 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 come and get involved in uh, in the club, which has been so. I've had an interesting ten months, I think, since I went on the uh, went on the board as a non-exec director, which was all tied in with the with the monies that was put in uh, last year. So you mentioned Phil about the fact that uh, you told your father to never let you invest it in a club. So why have you got involved with the Spyrites? <laughs> well, there's a good there's a good thing, Nick, and uh, John's smiling because a year, a year ago. You know, we were we were we'd got Cappy injured. We were jousting around the playoffs. We'd had a, a bit of a, a bit of a poor run from from memory as well. And I thought, well, 
be a good thing to do, help the town, help the club that I'm really that I'm really fond of. Might give us chance and cookie chance to go and buy some players as we as we head towards the the playoffs, strengthen the squad, make sure we're there, and uh, and help out, have a bit of fun. I th- persuaded Ash, who was local, that he should get involved, non-exec, once a month, nice board meeting, perhaps a nice nice meal at the match every now and again, and it would all be very very uh, amiable and, and and a bit of a laugh, but also help the town, which was important. Little did we know that uh, we were going to put in more and more help in terms of time and effort and uh, whilst we had a lot of fun I think there's there's more to do and that's really where we stand now I think when we spoke at the AGM last year from memory we said you know we were we were walking in we we, we hope to have uh, have some fun but we didn't quite know what we were walking into we knew the trust yet again rescued the club is that about three times in 20 years John I uh, think two well yeah, okay two. well there's maybe a few times it's nearly as yeah us, that's I, right I, I've I, had a few I, other near misses I, I, I suppose uh, and uh, as we've got to know Ash has got more involved we work with John and, and Andrew and the rest of the board yeah there's more t- there is more to do there's quite a lot of hard miles trusted some great work rescuing because it easily the club could have disappeared and we would have been starting again uh with 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 a with a phoenix club but we managed to they managed to rescue the club but i think that was all done in quite a rush quite a hurry uh really wanted to get back into promotion there was probably some some money thrown at that and now we're in a place i think where we need to look to the future and get ourselves on a pretty sound footing which is really what we're talking about now. I can go on. I mean, Ash is... I came, <clears throat> I came in in um, April last year, and, you know, just to meet up with everyone, have a look at the accounts, get my, get my head around what was happening at the club and trying to understand the business with a view to helping, I suppose. It was clear that the, the, the trust had come in and what had happened in the previous 10 years had led to the club not really having any robust systems, there was no processes in place, etc. And that's kind of where I was hoping to be able to help, particularly just something we'd done in our business over the years. And I thought it was it, it was what I was hoping to do. And then it became increasingly clear that obviously the money that, that had been invested was used for uh, working capital and was in fact needed to get us through to the end of the season. Um, and then push on pushing on through this season we've needed some more capital to keep the keep the club going in the fashion that we want it to do so there's as that time has gone on we've taken a step back Phil's taken a step back and we've decided to um I suppose put an actual investment in in terms of capital uh into the club to help sh- to help see it through this year and that has led to is going to lead to us taking 25% it is, it is, Ash, and and I guess the fans will have lots of questions as to why we why we pick that amount, and it yep. comes back to what I made my dad promise. You know, the the intention is not to take over the club. I got involved because I think the club is part of the town, and vice versa. The two the two together. I'd really like to keep the club owned by the fans whatever that might mean, but it's pretty clear 
the trust, the fans can't uh, support the finances of clubs at the moment. And what Ash and I would like to do is working with John and the rest of the team and the rest of the board is get it to a position where it is sustainable, that word, uh, and, and where, it, where it, they can look to a successful future. Uh, we'd obviously like to be promoted, get out of the National League, and, and but we we want to make sure we're not yo-yoing. We can actually uh, pay our way and work with people like Mr. Cook and uh, move up the divisions. So, John, from the trust point of view, when the club takeover was completed, it was always recognised that the trust was a safe pair of hands but would need at some point... Um, an injection of uh, further investment to be able to progress. Yeah, that's right, Nick. It was always uh, um, something that we had in mind as a trust. Uh, we spoke to the local authorities that both helped us financially to take over the club. As you say, it was a safe pair of hands. And um, we, lo- we looked and spoke to various people, but I know that um, Andy Phantom has known uh, known Phil and... Ashley's family for some time, and uh, and as as Phil said a bit earlier, he, he he contacted us when he when he sold his business, and uh, I think it's it's not just clearly the finances are massively important, but some of the business principles that Ashley's brought in with him as well, and the plan that we're looking to do. It's been very much sort of two two and a half years of uh, well initially COVID, and and then getting the club trading again. I mean last Christmas. The, as was the first one really since the trust took over that conference and banqueting have been anywhere near as busy as they should be really um but and and i think that uh, it, it's about getting the strategy in place and and the foundation stones really both on and off the pitch which is things like uh, the training ground and things like that so one question that uh, might come up from uh, supporters is uh, why is the money being raised through um, new shares rather than a loan? Well, you'll be too. Yeah, far away. Yeah, far away. Uh, there's there's several reasons, um, and you've also and and there's been quite a bit of fan gossip on 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 the media about what the intentions are, and I don't want to say anything that the taxman would think the other way, but the money I'm put into Chesterfield football club I see yes as an investment but but it isn't something that I'm really looking to make a massive return on if any return but what I want to use it for is to instill that help instill that discipline in the club working with the trust to further what the trust and and the club are to the to the town we put the money in as a loan and that gave us certain levers to help and to give advice but by putting in the significant uh, amount of money as equity as share capital we have in parallel insisted with ash playing a much more um, executive role within the club I'm going to go on the board, which I didn't really intend to do, but I will, and that will will help, and will will bring some of my contacts and focus to bear along alongside Ash, and hopefully we'll we'll make a difference. I hope you give the executive an easy ride. I'm been I'm going to. I'm notoriously hard. On, <laughs> oh, I've always no. been the executive, so yes, the executive. <laughs> if the executive, yeah. As long as they're working hard, a bit like the team, then they'll get my they'll get my my support. 
Um, we picked the 25% just because it was a, a, a significant level, but didn't feel like too much. I didn't want any of the supporters to look in and say, oh, you're getting this cheap. Whereas in reality, you know, there have been times over the last 12 months where the club has been short of money, as games have been postponed, as receipts have not come in, as potential player sales monies have been deferred or or failed. And there's more than one occasion we've had to provide short-term funding to make sure bills are paid on time, and they always have been. But it's been quite tight and been a difficult year. Football's coming out of COVID, uh, as John says, and we forget along with everybody else, what a hard time that's been and how it's actually changed businesses. Yeah, I mean, the club's been... There's no doubt the club's been unfortunate with injuries, for starters, on the football side. And some decisions were taken in previous seasons by previous managers, which meant we were dealing with a large squad with... Lots of, I say lots, a fair few non playing, well paid members at this level of, uh, of football. And that's led to big budget overspend, and we're trying to manage that situation as well. But also, you know, the club's been supported. We managed to bring in 12, I think 13 players, 13 players this season. Um, now, we, I can also see a way, provided. Season ticket sales go well, and the the crowds meant which the crowds have been absolutely fantastic this year. They're ahead of you know the revenue this year, this financial year, is way above what we expected it to be, um, and we're hoping that come next year, that next season, that we, we can achieve the same and perhaps even sell a few more season tickets, which would be fantastic. And if that happens, there is there is a way. If the commercial team does well and the sponsors and the local business community get behind the club too, there is a way that we can break even next year. But one thing that I'm I am determined to make make sure happens is that twenty four twenty five we are we are breaking even slash making a profit because that is that's when we'll have complete control of the player budget and we'll have had time to enact changes internally in the club. That'll it'll uh, uh, mean that the club is self-sustaining. That's the goal. And if that if if that is not about slashing player budgets at all, we will still have a highly successful and a relatively solid player budget for whichever of this league or the league above we're in. So I want to you know it's not about slashing that budget, and we're going to end up with a budget the size of. I don't know, Buxton or Fylde or whatever it might be in, in the National League North. It isn't that. It's about making the club uh, wash its face in terms of the fans it's got and the business support that it's got, but also having a successful football squad and a well-budgeted and well-supported football squad. It's about having a competitive budget at this yeah. level. That's yeah. what it's yeah. about. I mean, we've been but unlucky that... we can afford. We've been unlucky that a lot of the money we've had has not this year has not played... On the pitch, I don't think it's right for me to give exact exact figures, but it's a considerable amount of money that we haven't been able to get on the pitch. And the teams that are above us in the league, their money goes on the pitch every week. And if their money wasn't on the pitch, they'd be, you know, probably below where we are. So I think I think the management team have done a remarkable job. Uh, so anyway, there are um, clubs in this league who, whose wage budget is smaller than the players we've had unavailable this season. Yeah. Yeah. 
well, which anyway. Is, which is incredible. And Paul and the team have done a great job managing mm-hmm. that. They understand the situation. Um, and we've helped them. We've brought in new players, uh, Colclough, McCallum, a few others recently. And we know the fans would like to see more. But I think uh, having read the accounts, they'll see how much money had been spent, how many new, and you can probably all try and think of all the players that have been through and have moved on. Uh, you may struggle to get half of them, I would guess, uh, and that's probably a good pub quiz for end of season, is trying <laughs> to remember who's been through and how many strikers we've we've had over the last two Don't years. Don't give Nick any ideas. I was on the receiving end of one of his quizzes last week and it was fiendishly <laughs> difficult. Was it? I've heard. So, yeah, <laughs> so. but it, I'm just yeah. taking notes on that one. <laughs> Sorry. No, but I, I soon we'll be in, we will be closer to being in control of the players' yeah. budget. But uh, we have to live within a means. And I think looking back, that's a, a key lesson. There was a few decisions made to try and make promotion or to push. And uh, with injuries, that just didn't work. It could have worked, but it didn't. Now, one potential revenue stream that was identified and talked about previously and I know that uh, part of your investment initially was earmarked for that was the um, proposed bar at the stadium so if you would just give us a, an update on potential plans for that well I think everyone probably knows that the, we've had planning permission for the bar passed and uh, there, are, there are people on the board who are keen to push on however um, any bar of the size that we've got planning permission for is going to cost a lot of money to build. And we are particularly keen to uh, get the finances of the club straight, but also, our pri- I, I said this in the last podcast actually, the priority for any sort of capital investment has got to be on the training ground. The football team have made a very... Um, solid case and explanation for how we develop talent and really they need a decent quality training facility so that to me is going to be the priority for our next capital investment and our and where and where where the money if any that we have spare left over is going to have to going to have to go um, in the short term i don't think i'm i'm, I'm not incorrect no, there it's right. a difficult time to open a bar that doesn't mean to say that if we can we are continually looking for a partner to come, we've got the planning permission for it to get involved. It could be a case of, you know, we charge ground rent and away you go. F- I, I, think, I think that's a, a way forward for it. I think I think it'll come through in some format, and I think, it, like you say, we we've already spoken to several partners, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's you know we're still in negotiations there, um, but unfortunately, the the investment, the, the support that that was put in, got swallowed up by working working capital within well within months really so that has already gone well, we've talked about the um the budget for the the playing squad and what's the likelihood of further funds being made available to the manager to strengthen the squad between now and the end of the season well <clears throat> um the <laughs> the squad in the end of the season they're looking for obviously they're they're constantly looking for value in players and trying to get the right people in and the right squad. However, we also have problems that we've got to solve in terms of players that that aren't playing at the moment, um, and the two go hand in hand. 
So, you know, we've got to be sensible. We're currently looking in, the, I mean, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, say we're probably looking in the low market at the moment uh, to see if we can bring somebody in to help strengthen the squad considering the injuries we've got. But also, we have to bear in mind we have a very good squad of talented players that at one point this season were top of the league and went on a great run. I appreciate they're having a bad run at the minute. That's, you know, I, I think in part down to bad luck if you look at the chances that we're creating. Um, and I don't think now's the time to panic because that's the type of behaviour that's, you know, got us into trouble before. Um, you know, having said that, we brought in 13 players this year, including very recently uh, an experienced and very good centre forward. Um, on on loan from uh, from Dagenham, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So looking at the uh, the structure of the club, um, something that uh, has been talked about internally. Um, Ashley, perhaps you can expand on your role now at the club. Yeah, I'm going to come in um, as I think officially executive <laughs> deputy chairman. But anyway, it's a long it's, business card. Anyway. It is a long business card. I'm particularly going to focus on uh, developing a strategy for the football and non-football business, getting the financial stability, reporting, and all those sort of internal systems right on and off the pitch. Um, I've started work on you know developing a, a, a proper culture for the club so that people who are working here and people who come to the matches understand what we're trying to do and how we're trying to behave. Um, I'm going to try and increase the, the, the information that's passed out to the community and the fan base and the supporters um, and just improve some of the business processes, tighten things up, make savings where we can, stop doing things that are not making money and are not efficient and start doing things that can bring more money in. I mean, that's it's allowing Andy and John the time as well. They, they, they have had a very sort of difficult two and a bit years where there's only been two of them and and they're they've been involved in running the trust as well and it's you just can't do it with 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 the level of management that we've had so hopefully I can come in and help take some of the the, the heavy load off John and Andy and whilst also looking at sort of the improvements we need to make and no doubt you'll uh, welcome that input John I know that yeah. uh, it's been a tough time with everything, not only uh, taking over the club, the club, but uh, with the pandemic as well. And uh, it's been a difficult time. So to have that sort of input will be very much welcome. Yeah, very much so. It's felt very much like we've had two years of uh, firefighting, really. And uh, um, to be able to uh, have somebody who can sort of take a step back, have a look, help us put strategies in place, best way to... Uh, um, to, to use any investment that comes our way um, it, it's key really for moving forward it's very easy in football with the pressure from supporters to make decisions that please everybody at a certain time and you think yep that's great that's for what a week. we want for yeah, a week yeah, or two yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly whereas you know it, it's key that the successful clubs it's about developing both off and on the pitch I mean um, off the pitch, we have spent a lot of money um, around IT. We've now got mobile entry systems, which, you know, there are clubs in the Premier League that don't have that. 
um, and, and we're now starting to use the IT systems we've got for the benefit of the club for marketing, which is something that we'll we'll be able to use it for. Um, we've got the new website, and uh, which is bringing in extra revenue, and and that's what it's about, really. I think if we, it's it's how can we generate revenue wider than our supporter base. Um, and there are some initiatives you, that that Bridget's doing, which are great, really, like like the vouchers, which she's doing, which is bringing us, but us several thousand pounds in this month, and it's something that's not, uh, uh, not just that our traditionally we've just gone to our supporter base, and I think you know there's a real opportunity for us to go to go wider than that. I mean, I, I've been working with John on and off on a sort of an ad hoc yeah, basis, yeah. haven't I? I've been coming in really since. April and then and then as you know the the <laughs> we found out where the situation of the club was. I've been popping in a little bit more regularly, and uh, from the post AGM middle of March, I'll be I'll be sort of more consistently. I was hesitate to use the word full time as I. I did retire like in January last year, but anyway, no, I'll certainly be in um, four days a week and supporting, and obviously at match times, but supporting John and Andy and the rest. It's not just John and Andy, but you know, getting the message out to all all the staff because I feel like you know we're all in it. We're all we've had a presentation today and a, and a yeah. session together where it's you know it was nice to get virtually all the staff. I think you were in it as well, Nick, weren't you? Yeah. It was just yeah. get everyone together, throw some ideas around, and even in meetings like that, some good thoughts were coming out and people were talking about how we can move the club forward. And it's it's that type of behaviour and that type of approach that's going to help the club. And But, you know, the, again, John mentioned Bridget and Alison and the commercial team and jo- Jim um, that that do a great job engaging with the with the business community. And, you know, that is, that's some... Has got some massive potential, I feel, in terms of how how the club can move forward, Um, as well as you know the great support base we've got, which is absolutely fantastic. You know the crowds we're getting are brilliant, and it's important that everyone out there, all supporters in the community, realises it's our club, it's the communities, it's the towns, it's this local areas club, and you know we are we haven't got bottomless pockets, my brother and I at all have we and it's about bringing rigour in but we also need the you know we'll get there with the support of the town and if people keep turning up we'll get there won't we yeah I mean having a club that is owned by the town by the trust is is a hugely important thing people around around the world John will know better than me look at it and say what a fantastic thing you go to matches and people want to talk about you're a trust owned club wow how does that work and if we can find a way albeit that we've had we've put some money in now but over the next two or three years where we can get to a level where that model still works and there might be private investors that run with a third of the club but only to bring the rigour if we can work with that model that is fantastic that's what I'd like but it's important you know the fans in the town know it's our club you know there's a you, you look through all these foot financing football papers that are out at the moment the Maguire research and the the government produced research and it's like well it's important fans have a representation holy moly we're unfortunately sometimes the board are all fans and every now and again it would be good that they weren't (laughs) everybody wasn't all fans because then we'd take a breath but 
we need the support of the town to get behind what the club's trying to do, what the team's trying to do, and then we can and we can build on that. And I hope, as John and Ash knows and the rest of the board, when we've got a stable footing, when we know where we stand and we can talk really articulately and, and sensibly with, with people, then we'll go and we'll look for other money. We'll look for other money locally, but further afield. Not as a takeover, not to sell, but to be able to perhaps punch a little harder as we go through the divisions which I think is fundamental but we need to get to a point where the club and the term is wash, washes its face and and isn't over committed first yeah because one of the things that uh, um, we've really um, had success with is that bringing Bridget and Alison in alongside Jim, who's been a stalwart for us for years, really, bringing bringing the sponsorship in, is they brought new businesses into, in into the club to sponsor, and uh, also the work that we do now, we're a major force really in within Destination Chesterfield, and we, we've we've worked hard to make sure that we are, and we're stood alongside businesses, and we're helping local businesses, and we've got one of the most. Uh, if not the most high-profile business, really, um, you know, for the for, for live matches on on TV and and also bringing um, bigger European clubs to uh, uh, to to the technique and, and England are back, of course, in March, which is great and uh, it's very very important, I think, to us all that we're bringing that profile to town. I think you sometimes forget when you're involved. Uh at the club because you're so close to it you forget what good facilities we have because as you've mentioned there we have the England internationals at various levels played at the Technique Stadium and also uh, when you hear opposition clubs when they came the Oldham chairman uh, was quoted as saying it was the best hospitality they'd had the season, I think, also extended about that, Nick. We have to make sure we're making money on that, <laughs> <laughs> not just providing a very expensive pie and chips and some, and some wine to visit directors. Say, I suppose it helps when uh, when they've won. Uh, so uh, that might have influenced. Yeah, what did he mean by hospitality? His yeah, situation, <laughs> but the um, but what you do get is, is regularly you get the opposition clubs remarking on on how impressive the facilities are. And uh, that's you know great credit to everyone at the club who's who's built that up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was it was interesting that uh, when Wrexham came, we had Rob Bacalani and his entourage in 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 the boardroom, and and who I must say were absolutely lovely people, great, fantastic, just generous, and you know just welcoming, and, and gave the biggest tip our, our ladies in the boardroom had ever seen. But um, <laughs> uh, but but he Pressure he was off. looking. <laughs> yeah. Going he, there tomorrow. He like was it. he was looking around and he was saying, you know, what a what a great facility. You know, the fact we've got, you know, four sides to a ground and everything. He was he was amazed. No, he was he was knocked out. I think he's been to some other grounds around and obviously had not had not been to uh like a proper football ground. Um so he was he was absolutely knocked out. He thought we'd done a great job and we were doing a great job. And that was interesting to hear him say that. So and, yeah. and that's one of the things as well. Since the trust took over, is actually that we've uh, we've actually spent a lot of money on on the stadium, bringing it back up to to where it was. Really, I think mm. that's easy to forget as well. Um, it's expensive. You know, it's it is an expensive uh, uh, um, facility to to run and deliver in a safe way that we do, uh, but we we have invested again, as I say, heavily really around the stadium and the checks. I think. Right in saying when the trust took over, I think I'm right in saying that there wasn't one safety certificate in date. 
No. And, and, were, and it does cost money. I mean, Ash says, you know, Rob McElhinney said it was a lovely stadium. It's a brilliant stadium. But, but you can't just ignore it. You no, have to no. spend money. Yeah. We have some great volunteers who do we a do, lot of work. We do a great job. Maintaining. Although I reckon that pigeon's got a limited life, John. That one's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's too much of a distraction. I, they, I think I heard uh, Ash mention the hawk the other day that we have come down. Didn't it? Was it was it you or was? Oh was no, it Terry? I, I'm regularly mentioning the hawk, but uh, the, we have people with hawks and air rifles and all sorts, but. They still keep coming back. Damn pigeons. It's nesting above Mr. Tooley's commentary position, I think. <laughs> I thought it was a suspicious pile but, of twigs. I know that all fills, it, fills making a nest. In all, <laughs> in all serious, in seriously, I mean, we've got, I noticed as we came out today, yet again, we've got, I mean, how long was the stadium? 12, 13 years now, is it? Thir- um, 2010 we yeah, moved there. Yeah, so, so yeah. 13. So, you know, we, we had a, uh, uh, just as an indication, we had a lift company we've got three four lifts in the building yeah all of them are reaching you know they're they're creaky if you pardon the pun they are creaking and they need overhauling and they need a replacement of this and a replacement that and all of a sudden you know you're signing off a two thousand pound bill for lift repairs and it's like well you know crikey that that, that's just you know this month so it's a it's it's a constant challenge but it's one that is manageable provided we work really hard and we make sure we're not wasting money and we pick up the sort of relatively low hanging fruit that stop doing things that are not um uh, making us money and start concentrating on on uh, on being efficient but dean for example who who runs the facilities management um and and sean uh, do an absolutely outstanding job and this year have saved us a fortune compared yeah, to have, getting contractors yeah. in you know them and the, they and the volunteers are yeah. Brilliant. So if yeah. you fancy volunteering, yep. get, in, get touch in touch with Dean yep. and uh, we'll give you a paintbrush and a brush and a. Yeah, no, seriously. No, see, all the help, any help we can get for, from anyone and anyone in the community who wants to come and help, it'd be fantastic. So. And it's that time of year when uh, attention turns to season tickets for next season. So, um, how far advanced are we with plans for that, Ashley? Uh, we're very well advanced. I hope. Um, no, we are advanced. We've we've uh, done the pricing. Um, we've kept. There will be an increase this year. We can't do anything about that. Everyone knows about the price of stuff going up, and even anything from the energy costs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, we have kept the increases to a minimum, and the most exciting part of that is the early bird which I think, Nick, and your team, you're involved with, you're going to be putting out a media campaign shortly. But in uh, from March the 27th, I think, I might get these dates wrong, to April the 27th, there's going to be a one-month window where you'll be able to secure your seat for next season. And there's an early bird renewal, and also an early bird, if you don't have a season ticket yet, but you want to get them, you can, and it'll be the cheapest opportunity to get your ticket for next year. The big difference, though, this year is we're having the ability to pay in four instalments because we appreciate, you know, shelling out one big lump. So we would like people to take advantage of the four instalments. So that's a payment in April, May, June, July for, you know, 25% each each month um, by way of a standing order that you just need to set up with your existing ticket and your surname or the ticket that you pick off the website if you're buying a new one. And uh, you will secure your season ticket, get it at the cheapest price. They will go off sale on the 27th of April and they'll be back on sale 
about the 20th of May uh, at increased prices. So please get your season tickets, get in supporters. That'll be great. So that's um, uh, that's. Got, I'm not sure when the prices are going to release. You'll probably know better than I, Nick. I know I've done them, but I don't have them to hand. When's the first media message going so out? So we're planning for a couple of weeks' time. Brilliant. When uh, when something will be going out. Brilliant. Okay. So uh, all the details will be uh, made available on the usual uh, channels. So when we talk about uh, the structure of the club, just returning to that, John, and the involvement of the trust, just how important will the role of the trust still be in the running of the club? It'll be uh, majorly important. Um, as we say, Asher's helping the executive team is coming to bolster that. But overall, with the structure of the club, um, as Phil said, it's it keeps it the town's club. Um, the trust does great work um, in for major, major awards um, that it's been nominated for. There's the HSJ Awards coming up soon for social prescribing, does some great work. And I think undoubtedly the work the trust has done across North Derbyshire has played a part in the increased attendances. Um, going into the schools, they're in 50 schools, um, it's it's absolutely key. And I think as well, um, some of the expertise traditionally that's been brought into the club around safeguarding and things like that by the trust has played a major, a major part, really. And the work being done by the uh, trust, Phil, just how important was that when it came to yourself and actually looking to get involved in the club? How much influence did it have that you saw the work being done by the trust? It's far easier to get involved with something that's doing good and the right thing, Nick. So, I mean, that said, I, you know, I'm a Chesterfield Football Club supporter. Town, I still call it bloody town. Was, still be town, it? It's, it's always town. We're all town. We're all bloody town, All town, are Yes, exactly. exactly. Um, but, the, but the trust is fantastic. It's, I wouldn't say it's a one-off because there's other people who try and do the same thing, but its reputation is brilliant. Its position, I think, in the community is 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 fabulous. Again, it's had a hard time with COVID. Donations, not necessarily, uh, or, or revenue, not necessarily where the trust would like would like to be. And, I, and I'm sure... As we steady the ship, we'll spend a bit more time talking with the with the trustees and 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 how the club and the trust can work better together. I mean that probably leads. We've looked a little bit, and I know that the, the current the board have, and I know the finance team through this year actually as to the 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 proper allocation of yes. costs between the trust and the club. I think that's led to more charges or expenditure out of the trust into the club than perhaps historically. And I still think there's more work to be done with the accountants and with 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 the with the with the with, the, with our advisors as to what is the best home for expenditure and then and how we best account for it. So it'll be a little bit more of that to come as well because both entities have got I was going to say survive got to be in a position to prosper yeah that's it because yeah. a few of the fans have commented you know the trust cannot bankroll the club and and the trust no. said that when it started it had a limited amount of capital that can't go on forever we've got to find a way where the trust continues to do the fantastic work that it does and grows and continues to help more and more people but working with the club still being part of the club but without the club sucking money 
all in da- either endangering each other, if you if you allow me to use the danger word, by accidentally doing something that gets that gets them nearer to a financial problem. Okay, so I think we've covered various major talking points ahead of the AGM, where no doubt there'll be uh, other questions that posed by shareholders. But uh, if you have any closing comments, gents, before we finish this podcast. I would say, obviously, people have read the accounts. They need to realise that those accounts relate to and the what year they relate to. And it's 21-22. We're in a very different place now. And we will continue working really hard to get the club on an even keel. And there's going to be lots of hard work ahead. There's going to be, there's undoubtedly be a few changes um, internally. And, you know, we, we, we're working hard to get the club self-sustaining that's the be all and end all of what i'm trying to do anyway um it's to you know the day-to-day operations of the club make sure as as my brother put what he washes its own face okay. yeah well well put ash what else would I, would i add uh i'm a supporter um i'm putting the money in to help uh i wouldn't I'm not intending to make money out of the club. I want to do the right thing and help the club, working with 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 Ash, the trust, John, the team, and the supporters. And I guess that's what I just leave on without without lecturing. Nineteen out of twenty of the supporters have been fantastic. If the rest could just try and get behind the team, uh, have a bit of a moan during the match, that's the way it goes. But uh, try and rally the team and 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 stand up for them because they need all the help they can get at the minute. I would like to. I'd like to thank Ash and Phil really for everything they've done over this uh, the period they've been involved in the club. Um, it's great, you know, it's, uh, it's no secret that I've been here a few decades now and it's great <laughs> to have uh, in one guise or another, although mainly in the trust over the last few years, um, to have local people involved that have got a real passion really for what the club does and also what the trust does. And I think that makes a, a real, real difference and uh, I think it, it, it really gives us a great opportunity really to reset and, and move forward um, and, and, you know, get get out and get hopefully get up to the EFL because it, it's a really difficult place, the National League. It's not to be taken lightly, as other clubs find that uh, have made the same journey to the National League that we have. I mean, I, I'd like to add one more thing as well. I mean, I, li- I live in Chesterfield and I'm out in Chesterfield a lot and I go drinking in the pubs and eating in the restaurants and doing all that sort of stuff. And I've lived here all my life uh, and... You know, it's very important to me. I can walk around with my head held high. Um, and you know, that means that's about honesty and integrity and trust and doing the right thing. And, and that's what I'll that's what I'll be doing for the club. And, you know, and, and that's what's happening at the moment internally as well. Well, thanks, gents. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of We Are Sailing. As always, feedback is welcome via our social media channels. And look out for the next podcast.